Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Show will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to the voice. <laughs> Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Man. I, I, I love it when I run up into people and they say that to me. They say, hey, Steve Harvey got a radio show. Then they wink at me. I know they're listening. You know, I got a lot off my chest yesterday. I wanted to clear some things up and I, I appreciate y'all giving me a minute because sometimes, you know, you just got to say some things out loud. Not complaining, but hey, just verbalizing, but realizing that I got to keep going anyway. And that's my words this morning to you. That I want you to keep pushing no matter what happens. I want to share something with you that's important. That's very, very important. See, you have to give God something to bless. You know, if, if, if your prayer is asking for God's blessings, you got to give him something to work with now. You know, you, you, you got to show the spirit of appreciation or gratitude. You got to let him know that you're in it for the long haul. No matter what happens, don't turn around. You will never, ever see what the end could be If you turn around and go back, you'll never know what the end could have been had you stuck it out. You'll never know how good it could have gotten had you not just weathered the storm. That's the thing that gets most people. It get tough for them, it get hard for them, and then they let doubt set in 
And then those doubts become facts. And the next thing you know, they give up. Had you not given up or had you given your best, what the results or outcome could have been? I look back on my life on so many occasions where in college I wasn't giving my best. Now I flunked out. Now, it's easy to look at my life now and go, yeah, but look at you now. But back then, man, it cost me for so many years. That failing to finish, that not giving my all, it cost me a number of years. I wish I could say that it didn't mean nothing, that it was just a blimp on the radar screen. But at the time, it was major. And so you have a lot of decisions in your life that are happening now. You may be in your 20s, your late teens. You could be in your early 30s and it's happening. But guess what? You'll eventually get through it, provided one thing, you never give up. You never turn around and go back. Had I written myself off because of one failure, see, and this is where so many people go go wrong at too. You write yourself off after you failed at something. The one thing you thought you wanted to accomplish and you failed at it, now you write yourself off as a, as a failure. Now you go settle on into life and just see what see what hand you get. Had When I flunked out of college, had I written myself off as a failure, I wouldn't be here today. When I lost my carpet cleaning company, I would have written myself off as a failure and I wouldn't be here today. When I didn't become a diamond distributor in Amway or a direct distributor in Amway even, I would have written myself as a, as a failure and I wouldn't be here today. When I bought a distribution kit to become a distributor of, of uh, the Bohemian Diet and I didn't make it, I would have written myself as a failure. When I became an A.L. Williams distributor and I didn't make it, I would have written myself as a failure and I wouldn't be here today. Oh, I got a list for you. When I got laid off at Ford Motor Company, had I written myself as a failure, I wouldn't have made it. Do you need some more? Because I have a story filled with mishaps. I have a story Filled with failures. Couple of things now. The grace of God and his mercy, which is available to us all. See, that's the key, y'all. Because of his mercy. Because of his willingness to forgive. And to even understand why we do the things we do. In all of my shortcomings, failed marriages, I'm talking about, man, got it all wrong. Can't blame nobody else. It's just me. Steve ain't have it together at that point in life. I could have ridden myself as a failure the first time. I could have, I just could have gave up on it after the second one. And and please know that this is an admission. This ain't bragging. So before you start in with me, understand what I'm saying. I'm pointing out in my life a series of missteps and failures. But how I still get here today? Couple of things. God's grace and mercy is first. But that's the key that's for everybody. See, if it's God's willingness 
to forgive you and God's understanding of why we do what we do because he said we wasn't going to be perfect. So in all of your imperfections, your creator told you you would not be perfect. He said it to you. It's out there. I don't care which one of the books you read, it tells you that. So guess what? With that in mind, he has a grace that he has. It's like a grace period. It's like when you don't pay your insurance premium on the day that it's due, the next day they don't just cancel your insurance premium. They have a grace period because they ain't trying to stop this money from coming in. But when it comes to God, there's no money required. He just gives you the grace freely. It don't cost you nothing. So you got to tap into that, y'all. You got to get in touch with that because that's an important part to making it, understanding that his grace is available. So when you make a mistake, so when you fail at it, he has a loophole in the contract with him that allows you to make mistakes, that allows you to get it wrong, that allows you to fail time and time and time again. But if you never give up, if you keep getting up, if you keep trying, if you keep striving, if you keep making the effort to go forward and not go back, God has a blessing for you, and he has it in abundance for you, and God will give it to you at the right time. But you got to be ready. Oh, I want it to be successful, but if he had given it to me back then, I wouldn't have handled it correctly because I would have made some more mistakes along the way. So you make the mistakes to learn the lessons. Lord, man, God been good to me. I ain't going to lie to you. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, let me have your undivided attention, please. Once upon a midnight dreary, as I pondered weak and weary. No, I chose not to do that. Ah, no, nah, they, the they ain't going to get that, Tommy. Out of the night that comes. Out of the night that covers me, black as a pit from pole to pole, I think whatever God may be for my unconquerable soul, under the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor nor cried aloud, under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed, beyond this place of raft and tears, looms but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds, and shall find me unafraid, it matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Invictus. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the beginning of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Never before in its over 21-year history have we started the show with a poem and today is the first day we've ever done it. You know why we chose today? Because today is the first day you've ever seen this day. Hmm. There are others, none other like today. This was a brand new opportunity to stand up, count yourselves. Hmm. Are you ready or the well? Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with the Earl of Ottingham. <laughs> Bringing you the Steve Harvey Morning Show from Paris. We are here today. We are quite. I'm from London, I believe, from the palace 
Oh, well, what is his name? What is the boy who left? What is it? Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Prince Harry? Yeah. I grew up watching him and the balance he's gone. I'm never leaving. I'm the only <laughs> Negro here. <laughs> he's not getting Why? Why would I leave the balance? You gotta be nuts. I don't even, I don't even have to work. It's the greatest job in the world, being the only one in the palace. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here forever, Shirley Strawberry. Good Thursday morning to you, and Earl. That it is, <laughs> I almost said something, but she isn't here today, so let's move along. Junior! <laughs> Good morning, Your Grace. <laughs> oh, no, no, I think I'm not sure. Your Grace, I'm not sure you're supposed to call me. I don't Duke and Earl of Artingham. And the one and only nephew, Thomas. Hello, Earl. How are you, sir? <laughs> Junior, you made me miss Game of Thrones when you said, Good morning, Your Grace. Good morning, Your Grace. <laughs> Everybody. Grace is for women, isn't it? I'm not sure. No, they said it to men and women. Everybody of royalty. Game of Thrones, oh, yeah. Then <laughs> say it again. <laughs> morning, Your Grace. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Never been oh, you like like it this. now. <laughs> Grace is the same name as an old white woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, uh, we'll ask the CLO, the Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time now for Ask the CLO. Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey is in the building for your love questions. Fatima in Dallas writes that my sister and I are two years apart in age. Fatima. Fatima or Fatima. Let's go with Fatima. I think that might be Fatima. I don't think she would be fat. I think it would be Fatima. Fatima. The famous girl, Fatima. The famous choreographer's name is Fatima. That's but Fatima. not from Dallas. That's Fatima, too. Yeah, trust me. That's Are Fatima. you serious? Oh, my God. Fatima. Are we correcting her? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. You can, the three some people, people say that can't Fatima. Talk about, what, Fatima? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You talking about call... Fatima? Okay, yeah. Fatima? Yes. In Dallas. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. And, Fatima. Anyway, yeah. Fatima. Fatima, okay, guys, my sister and I are two years apart in age, and we look just alike and do everything together. We met a guy from the islands, and I exchanged numbers with him and ended up hanging out with him without my sister. He's a great lover and a gentleman, but he's not my type. I told him to take my sister out to see if she's more his type than I am. They hit it off and ended up having sex. I didn't tell my sister I slept with him, but he told her. She's so upset with me, and I feel bad for not telling her. How do I fix this mess? So mm. y'all just not so much of a just hold on. Let's let's just. <laughs> Why is either one of y'all mad with each other? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both of y'all meeting dudes on the island, sleeping with them right off. Y'all mm-hmm. just like you just said that. Mm-hmm. You know your sister just as tricky as you. You know this. <laughs> Y'all went over there for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all, y'all making decisions like what y'all mad about? And don't call him a gentleman. He is not. He a player. 
Yeah. A gentleman player. Yeah. Gentleman player. He's not a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, gentleman player. A gentleman would have kept his mouth shut. What? Yeah. Gentlemen oh, don't kiss oh yeah, and oh, yeah, tell. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he's not a gentleman. That's no, not I'm not is. at all. It starts with the G, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, gentleman ain't the word you're looking for, sweetie. Uh-uh. The term is gigolo. Yeah. Gigolo. <laughs> gigolo. Get lonely, too. Right. So, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I can't get out this mess. They ain't never happened between me and my brother, so. My brother, 11 years older than me. I wanted all of his girlfriends. They just thought I was a little strange-looking little boy. <laughs> She's just so, mad that she didn't tell her, though. That's all. <laughs> Nothing else. Just that she didn't you tell, tell me her. Slim Girl, you know what we do. <laughs> what is you tripping for? I told you we went out we had a nice time. What you thought I was talking about? That's how we roll. <laughs> all right, uh, moving She's on. tripping. Dante in Minden, Louisiana says, I am Well, and uh, hold on, first, first of all, okay. sure, and I want to say the guy, the guy is not to blame for this because maybe he hit it off with his sister and he wanted to get it out before it came back and haunted mm-hmm. him. And I think mm-hmm. his honesty, which is what you all always ask for, is the reason I say stop being honest all the damn time. <laughs> Shut your damn okay. mouth. Well, you found some example. justification for Another lying. Another example of why <laughs> you ain't got that. What is you telling it for? <laughs> now go ahead, Shirley. All right, Dante uh, in Menden, Louisiana. Dante says, I am 59 years old. Okay. And I got divorced last year and stayed with my brother for a few weeks. My brother's old lady came on to me, and we were intimate a few times. I had been drinking each time it happened, and I told her it never would have happened if I was sober. She didn't care, and she still shows up at my place wanting sex. I've threatened to get a restraining order to scare her, but that didn't work. How do I get rid of this woman? Are you serious, bro? (laughs) So, bro, you're going to blame all this on drinking. (laughs) Your brother? It's your brother, dog. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what kind of relationship y'all got? You got to get a restraining order against somebody you done voluntarily had sex with. <laughs> but all she doing is showing up at the house. Now, you need the help of the legal institution to help you stop having sex with your brother's, is it his wife? His brother's old lady. That's what he's called her. Oh, okay. So these old hood people. Oh, okay. My brother's I got old it. lady. My old lady. Oh, okay. So this is a letter about my older brother then. Because uh-huh. that's still how he talks. Say, man, how your old lady doing? Oh, it's Marjorie, dog. It's not old lady. I'm sorry. Say, man, how the mom? Everybody, everything funky with you? Yeah, everything funky with you. Yeah, some skin on the black hand side. Old lady goes with all of that. Let's catch up. <laughs> He's dead wrong for doing his brother's old lady, though. Wow. A few times. All right, uh, moving on. Chandra in Greenville says, I'm in my late 40s and I just got out of a relationship with a guy that is overweight. I broke up with him because he's fat. My parents and my pastor have told me that I let a good man go because I can't see past his weight. He's 50 (laughs) years old, and his weight is affecting his health. If he really loves me, he will take better care of himself. He's gained almost 20 pounds recently, and he can't perform sexually. Am I wrong for breaking up with him? Just keep going. Well, I mean, 
listen, um, he can't. I mean, wasn't he, he fat gonna... when y'all started dating? Yeah. Yeah. But he, yeah. He going up, huh? Now, he done picked up 20 more. <laughs> now, you probably did let a good man go, you know. Fat don't stop you from being a good person. Let's that not do true. that. That is true. Very and, true. And based on what's happened to Dave Chappelle, I'm going to refrain from saying anything else about fat ass people. <laughs> Man. Because you what something. you're not finna do is cost me my career because somebody, Steve was on the radio this morning talking about fat ass people. And the person right. that wants to complain is somewhere listening to the radio eating right now. <laughs> but mad at me. Because they done sucked down a whole ham. Nah, it's my damn fault. Bottom line. You sitting up in here sweating grease. Take care of your health. All right, your thank you, Cielo. sweat is grease. Not really, though. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann will be here with our national news. And entertainment news, we'll talk about the oldest man to go into space. And in celebrity news, Cardi B gets a new house and Kanye loses one of his. But right now, it is time to run that prank back with the nephew. What you got, Nev? Your wife's birthday. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Steve? your wife's birthday. Yeah, no, 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 not, <laughs> that's not about him. Oh, God, you can't prank that fool. <laughs> Been I did there, that once. That. I'll never do yeah. that again. Good God. <laughs> Your wife's <laughs> birthday, you know. You can prank me, but you won't air it. Oh, <laughs> wow, you're gonna cuss beyond recognition. We How don't have enough bleeps. Do? We don't have enough <laughs> of them. <laughs> beats. All right, let's go, cat dog. Your wife's birthday. Hello, hello. I'm trying to reach Darren. Yeah, what's up? Hey, Darren, man. What's going on, bro? This, uh, uh, my name is Chris, man. I work with um, I work with your wife, Sharon. I think I, I think I may have seen you at one of the um. One of the gatherings before, man, like a, a happy hour we had after work or something. I, I don't know if you remember me or not. No, I don't remember you. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. Hey, listen, man, I know Sharon's birthday is coming up. So I wanted to, uh, if you didn't mind, I, I hope you don't mind me calling. I wanted to reach out and see if you were, uh, you know, what you were getting her for a birthday. I, we, I wanted to make sure, you know, we were going to pitch in and get her some at the job. We want to make sure, you know, we didn't get, you know, you know what you may be uh, going to get her. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like something like a grab bag or some like that? Uh, no, I wasn't going to hit her with no grab bag. I was just, you know, like I said, we was going to get something. We, you know, we haven't really put our put our uh, all the thoughts to it or what we was going to get yet. But I, want, I personally want to see what you was getting. That way we don't, uh, you know, do Okay. Well, she likes money, man. You can, you know, uh, give her some give her some cash or, you know, Starbucks card or. Uh, something from McDonald's, something, you know, it, it don't have to be too big. She, she, she don't, uh, you don't have to, you know, she, she's not that materialistic. Okay. Okay. Well, let, 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 let me, let me, let me ask you this though, D. Uh, do you, uh, know what her size is? Do I know what her size is? You know, like clothing, you know, do you know what size she wear? Uh, yeah, I know what size. She's my, she's my wife, man. What, what, what? I think this is kind of like get, I'm getting a little bit uncomfortable with this, man. What, well, well, where, uh, do you do you think uh, you know? I don't mean to make you uncomfortable, bro. Let me ask you this here: Do you do you think she she'll like uh? Do she like stuff from Victoria's Secret? Whoa, hold up, man! Stop right there. What the f- are you talking about? 
Well, no, I, I, like I say, I, I want to get what, what's your Hey, what's your name again, man? My name's Chris. Like, like I said earlier, my name's Chris. Uh, how long How long you been with the company? Uh, I only been there six months. You know, but like I said, I think I saw you at, at one of the happy hours. I, I saw, maybe you just don't remember who I am, though. No, 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 man. But you way out of line talking this shit about a size. And I, I'm not comfortable with this at all, man. You know? Okay, okay. Right, you right. way out. You way out of line. Right, but, but, but see, what, what you didn't answer my question was: was do you think she liked Victoria's Secret? That's I what I'm ain't asking. gonna answer your question. What the f- you talking about? Okay, okay. What's 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 but what's the language, brother? What's what's wrong? We brothers, you know. I, we ain't we ain't we ain't no brothers. You a fool. Okay, what do you so, get off asking me about my wife's clothes? And Oh, okay. Okay, all right. I okay, understand you what? want to talk with her okay, tonight. What? All okay, what? Uh, all I'm saying is, is, is do you think she's going to like the Victoria's Secret? I'm I don't give a Hey, man, shut the up with that Do you know how long we've been together? I've known this woman since high school. Don't come to me with that Okay. So so I was just trying to get a... Uh... What, 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 what time do you guys get off? I'm coming down. Uh, I, right I, lead now. A, I lead. I lead. I lead office at five thirty, but I was gonna leave early. I'll be right. I, hey, we can talk about this face to face. Hey, hey, listen. I'm trying to get. Listen, what? I ain't, ain't got to listen to. Shit. I'm trying to get Sharon a panty and bra set, man. Okay. Hey, you ain't buying my wife's, and she wouldn't even accept it anyway. Okay. Hey, so, man, so, how, how how you get this number? How you get this number? <laughs> I know she didn't give you this. Let me tell you how, there. I got it from your wife, Sharon, because guess who I am? I am nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Sharon got me to prank phone call you. What? <laughs> that, there, there, this is Tommy, some, man. This is nephew Tommy, brother. Man, this is some bullshit. <laughs> this, this is some real This is some straight-up bullshit. Hey, man, you ain't right, man. You know, you need to stop with people, you know, because you might get, you might, somebody might be waiting for you after work one day, man. That's totally wrong. You ever heard of karma? I heard of Somebody going to play a prank on your one day. Your uncle is right. Somebody's going to whoop your It's just a matter of time. Oh, man. All right, all right, Darren. Before I get my ass whooped, will you t- please tell the people what is the baddest radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey show. I mean, you know, mm. how inconsiderate can you be? I'm trying to buy really? your wife something for her birthday. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, From Victoria's Secret, though. Well, really? what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? That's, they got nice things at Victoria's Secret. <laughs> Another man's wife. That man Lingerie. wasn't having that right there. No. Yeah, that makes sense. What? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Stop talking about my wife's size. You're being disrespectful now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was not yeah. having it. That's that, that's that deep love. That's that other love yeah. right there. It's yeah. beyond. That's Speaking of love, 
How about Ready to Love? Ready to Love Chocolate City. That's right, Washington, D.C. It jumps off this Friday. It premieres Ready to Love Season 5, baby, hosted by yours truly, and I got a bunch of curveballs the entire season. So everybody that watches the show, even the people on the show, think they know what's going to happen. But we just flip the script, change the game, because every contestant that comes on the show think they know what's going to happen. Well, guess what? Tommy got <laughs> curveballs for you. Oh, really? Every week, baby, it's a curveball. Like, when did they start doing Doing that yes so get ready ready to love chocolate city washington dc 20 singles all searching for love and uh hey after 10 11 episodes it dwindles down to three couples six people who have hopefully found love that is the prize the prize is love there's no trip around the world there's no million dollar bag it is love you can't put a price on it <laughs> i like that too <laughs> You've been single this long. Your prize is another person. Thank you. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. No, you won. No big lottery. Him. Ain't getting all that. You've been single yes. all this time. Yes. You've been waiting long enough but for it, Tommy. Have you ever noticed, though, that if you talk to a person that's been single for a long time, if mm-hmm. you talk to them for 10 minutes about relationships, it's clear to you why they're single? Yes. Come on, here, boy. You know exactly why you by yourself. Monica, is your hand up? Yeah, because we, we know why she by herself. Oh, we know why. You ever talk but to her? Just as cute as she want to be. She's oh, beautiful. as a and button. Smart. And smart. Got smart. Got four kind. All right, coming, coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at 720, guys, we will highlight Domestic Violence Awareness Month with our special guest, the one and only Bobby Brown. That's right, I said Bobby Bobby. Brown, and you don't want to miss it, okay? Right now, um, Steve, did you hear that 90-year-old actor William Shatner, we know him as Captain Kirk from Star Trek, officially became the oldest person in space? Finally went up there. Uh Uh Mm -hmm. And do anybody. <laughs> it made, you wouldn't it go was all uh, over the news. Dog, go where? Would you go space, up huh? in space for and you know, experience I mean, weightlessness and all of that? Yeah, no. it's, it's oh, just for yeah. it's not that long. Yeah, they only go went up, up in there space. for a few seconds. Like, like the whole trip to fight for minutes. equality on Earth. I'm That's not finna right. go nowhere else <laughs> and see how we get treated up there. Or the hell I would. <laughs> I don't think go up there. And it's nothing but black people. <laughs> See, that might be nice. I'm going to see a bunch of black people. Wow. Yeah. I already know that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> the space. Blue Origin. Anybody going up in no damn space? <laughs> the Blue Origin successfully launched Shatner and three others to the edge of space yesterday. It was a 10-minute trip. Uh, it landed smoothly in the West Texas desert, and uh, Mr. Shatner said the experience was indescribable. He added, everybody in the world needs to do this. Everybody in the world needs to see this. I am so filled with emotion with what just happened. He got a little teary-eyed. He got a little choked up, you know, when he was talking about it when he came back. Um, well, he has been Captain 90 Kirk years so old, long, though. Surely. Yeah, I right. didn't realize he was 90. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Everybody needs mm-hmm. to see this. Well, be careful, Captain. Shirley's got you, your name in her mouth. <laughs> Would you stop? Any, any day now, <laughs> We are moving on. In other news, Kim Kardashian is putting all of those reconciliation rumors to rest. 
Uh, her divorce from Kanye is still happening. It's still going to happen. And to prove it, she just bought out Kanye's half of their $60 million compound in the Hidden Hills area of Los Angeles. So, where do you guys see Kanye living right now? <laughs> Will uh, he move to see. another arena? Well, but you yeah. know, Shirley, it's yeah. kind of um, hard when you say to mm-hmm. uh, like to a listening audience that we have, Kanye loses one of his houses when people sitting up in here got one house. Mm-hmm. Talking, they don't really care when a celebrity loses one of <laughs> his houses. Not at all, especially they be going to go stay in the other one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Move around. And what kind of divorce is this where she going to buy out half mm-hmm. of your man? Stop. Mm-hmm. Well, Kanye houses <laughs> I don't right. have no more. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Mm. Cardi B is not homeless. Kanye might be, but Cardi B, uh, to celebrate her 29th birthday, and as a push gift, a thank you gift for the birth of their son, Cardi's husband, Offset, bought her a brand new home. She had a, a big birthday party. It was trending all over social media Monday night. And Offset showed a video of the home, which is secluded by palm trees and has a rooftop pool, all of that. The home is located in the DR in the Dominican Republic. And uh, just a sweet gesture, just a real sweet gesture, buying her what, a house. Wow. What that, what that cost, though? <laughs> I think it was like I, one I and a half know. million, something okay. like that. Yeah. I can get you down to a resort with a nice pool, though. I can do that. <laughs> for the week. Gotta... <laughs> for the week. What you say, Junior, but we're going to leave it down but there, though. We're going to leave that pool right down there. We coming home. <laughs> All right, Steve. Uh, time to check in with Miss Ann. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Uh, thank you very much, everybody. This is Antrip with the news. President Biden has announced moves he's taken to ease the backlog in the nation's supply chain activity that's been greatly slowed down thanks to the pandemic. Backups at the ports and shortages of goods have been holding back the U.S. recovery. So he says some things have to be handled differently. The world has changed. Prior to the crisis, the focus on lean, efficient supply chains, leaving no buffer or margin for error when it comes to certain parts of arriving just in time. Uh, but that's got to change. Mr. Biden says he's made a deal with two California ports that together handle about 40 percent of the container traffic that enters this country. He says the ports have agreed to double their hours, schedule work shifts around the clock, and the commander-in-chief also urging the rest of the private sector to step up if it can. And here we go with Texas again. Abortion law, voter suppression. Now the Justice Department investigating a state-run juvenile correctional facility, or several of them, in the Lone Star State. Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark, head of the Department's Civil Rights Division. The Department of Justice is committed to protecting the rights of children who end up in such facilities. The probe is going to be conducted by career attorneys from the Civil Rights Division, as well as the U.S. Attorney's offices in Texas. A.G. Clark says the decision to investigate all this based on an extensive review of news reports and other reports, public documents and discussions with advocates and family members. The world, get this everybody, the World Health Organization has finally honored Henrietta Lacks, the black American woman from Virginia whose cancer cells were the only human cells in history to reproduce outside the body. Miss Lacks' cells, taken without her knowledge or consent in the 1950s, sold to research labs all over the world to this day. 
ending up providing the foundation for the polio vaccine and so many other scientific breakthroughs, including research about the coronavirus. Henrietta Lacks died of cervical cancer in 1951 at age 31. Her cells were taken from her at John Hopkins University. They remain a cornerstone of modern medicine, but her children and descendants never received one thin dime. The Lacks family has just this month instituted a suit, and Benjamin Crump is their lawyer. The union that represents the most behind most of those behind the scenes film and TV crews says that its 60,000 members are going to go on strike on Monday if they can't get a new contract. The strike by the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees would bring much of Hollywood to a halt. And finally, yeah, mo money. Super rich actor Nick Cannon surprised seven students at his alma mater, Howard University, by eliminating their outstanding undergraduate debt. And the why is this? Cannon says historically black colleges and universities have played a pivotal role in developing some of the brightest minds and influences of our time. So he was giving up the bucks. WBLS. And this is back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, y'all, our special guest this morning, as promised, is a living legend. And I mean that too, man. He really don't need no introduction. Because you've known him from the age of 12 when he started performing with the iconic group, That Damn New Edition. Lord, <laughs> can you stand the rain? Oh, and amongst other massive hits. See, what I fell in love with New Edition, let me explain some of y'all. Being old school, these cats not only could sing, they ass was stepping. Was like none. That, that was there was a throwback. There was there was nothing like these cats. Anyway, let me get on with it. Blue New edition was outstanding. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and since then he's topped the musical charge, starred in movies, and now he's an entrepreneur, philanthropist, and a passionate advocate of domestic violence awareness. We're excited to talk to him this morning. He's family member, been a friend of mine a long time. This boy is the real deal, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the legend himself. Ladies and gentlemen, that damn Bobby Brown. Yes, sir. What? Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Bobby, what? Bobby, I love you. <laughs> Bobby, what's up with you, too. man? Uh, just here, here in Los Angeles, man. Um, my mind's been wrapped around this month of October, it being Domestic Violence Month. And I, I just want to continue to be the voice of the voiceless, man. Um, just to let everybody know that they need to get out there. And um, if they see some something going on in, in people's lives, as far as domestic violence, man, they need to speak up. Um, and you need to speak up for yourself. Um, it's been going on way too long. And this is this is something that is really passionate because I lost a daughter to domestic violence. And um, I just want everybody to know that this month is, is so important. Every day is basically important to shed some light on this epidemic that is killing our, our youth, men and our women that are going through this. It's not just women that are going through this. It's men also out there that are in bad relationships that are being treated with disrespect and neglect. I just want to remind everybody that this month is a month that we need to step up. Wow. You know something, you all? Um, this month is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. 
And uh, Bobby and his wife, Alicia, they established the uh, Bobby Christina Serenity House. They have a place, the Bobby Christina Serenity House. They established this in 2015 after Bobby lost his daughter, Bobby Christina, to domestic violence. When we come back, we're going to talk about the foundation. We're going to uh, learn more about the Serenity House, the Bobby Christina Serenity House, and we'll do that right after this with the legend, Bobby Brown. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, y'all, uh, we're back as promised, and our special guest this morning is the living legend, uh, Bobby Brown. And we're discussing this morning something very important because uh, this month is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and uh, he's an advocate of it. In 2015, him and his wife, Alicia, established the Bobby Christina uh, Serenity House uh, back in 2015 after he lost his daughter, Bobby Christina, to domestic violence. So here we are. Uh, Bobby Brown, hey, listen, man, uh, welcome back. Tell us about the foundation. Well, we have um, we've teamed up with uh, Brookview House in Boston, uh, Share House in, in Atlanta, and we just... Um, we do we do benefits. We do all kinds of activities, financial assistance for for families and for mothers and 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 families that um, are suffering from this 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 bad disease that we we have out there. I mean, you can you can tell the signs you with jealousy, you know, control freaks, you know bad tempers, you know, they blame things on 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 each other. You know, it's 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 so many signs that you can see to um be aware of these these things. Um but you just have to look. You know, I I I I couldn't see it when my daughter was going through it. You know, I just don't want to see no other families have to lose another person uh, to this, this, this bad disease. Wow. You know, Bobby, like this, this is like, a, a, a such a subject because I was listening to you on the prior break and you were saying that men suffer from this too. You often don't, you don't hear much about men reporting this. Do, uh, have you noticed an uptick in men reporting, uh, domestic violence? As, as of recently since the pandemic, yes. Wow. I mean the 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 numbers have shot shot up as far as women and men that are being that are being abused, and um, we just need to we just need to all pull together and do something about it. When we see somebody being abused, we need to speak about it, you know, and stop biting our tongue. Snitch yeah. snitch is 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 a real thing, and you need to snitch when it comes to domestic violence. Absolutely, yeah. Hey man, so like, if a person wanted to, uh, if our listeners wanted to get more information on the Bobby Christina Serenity House, what would they do? You can call the one eight hundred number. National. There's a national hotline that you know that deals with it, and and they would advise you what to do. What's that number? Uh, oh, oh, it's on the website, the Bobby Christina Serenity House dot org. Yes. Bobby Christina Serenity House dot org. Uh, there's a website there that has all of the information. If you want to make a donation uh, to the foundation to to sort of help things out here, 
Bobby, man, I think this is important, man, um, especially from a person of your magnitude, to take your celebrity and apply it to a subject, man. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, I, I didn't even know that that's uh, what had happened to a child of yours, man. And I really feel for you, brother. And, um, Thank you, brother. You know, I appreciate I, it. I, I just think, man, you've been one of them cats. You know, normally we would be talking to you about music, but, man, this is a real subject for uh, domestic violence. And last time I saw you, Bobby, Bobby was with a beautiful family, man, at Four Seasons uh, having lunch. And uh, I just happened to be sitting there. And, and uh, we set up and hugged, man, in the middle of the restaurant. Just good to see you again, dog. And I appreciate everything you and your beautiful wife are doing, man, and uh, continue success. Thank you, brother. And the next time we, we talk, Bobby. We appreciate you. Bobby, next time we talk, we're going to be talking on different terms, bro. I want you to call in and let's oh, chop yeah. it up. Let's talk about the good old days. Let's reminisce, talk about the tour and stuff like that. All right, brother? Yes, let's definitely do that, brother. I appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Bobby Brown. Don't forget, uh, the uh, website is the thebobbychristinaserenityhouse.org for more information and to make a donation. Bobby Brown, we love you, brother. Keep it up, man. Love you also, brother. Hey man, hey man, tell Alicia I said hello. I will. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject is, I want that old thing back. Uh, but right now, <laughs> we'll get into that, but right now, <laughs> it's time for today's prank phone call with the nephew. What you got for us, Neff? Well, coming back, 1990, Chub Rock steps up on the scene with the dream of a hardcore lean. The dream wasn't crafted to be pointed. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's time for Chub Rock. Chub Rock. Legendary rapper. I got to do it. Come on, cat dog. See, what ain't finna happen is somebody finna use my instrumental. Hello? And then act like they gonna just use my... Hello? Hello? May I speak to Chub? Uh, this is E. Hey, I need to talk to you, man. This D Lo from uh Flow Jam Productions out of Jacksonville, Florida. Who? My name D Lo from Flow Jam Productions out of Jacksonville, Florida. Can you hear me? Yeah, brother, brother, do me a favor. Bring your blood pressure down a couple of notches, B. Hey, hey, hey hold up, bro, because me and you already got a problem. Now, my understanding is somebody using my instrumental on some kind of record you got called "If You Was Mine." And all that, all them, all that music is my music, and I got a problem with all of that. Brother, calm your blood pressure down. You my, feel what I'm saying to you? My, my blood pressure, calm down. All I'm saying to you is, ain't nobody finna release no CD, no album using my music, dog. It ain't finna happen. I understand who you is and all the stuff you done done in the past, but you ain't finna use my stuff, dog. Brother, let me tell you something. Anything I ever got in my life in 20 years of recording, I don't know how you got my number who you are, you know, who you're supposed to be representing, but anything I do is always straight up. We do our music ourselves, or if a producer I'm using, he does his thing, I pay him, I do whatever I got to do. you calling me. I don't even know who you are, but you need to calm down your blood pressure if you want to continue this conversation where we can get to some kind of figuring out of who you are and what you're talking about. I, I, if you want to yell at me and try to do that, I don't I don't go for yelling and intimidation. I ain't one of these young dudes out there. So if you don't bring your blood pressure down, then I'm going to have a problem. My blood pressure will go up, and then we'll have a real, real problem. 
Do you feel what I'm saying to you? I understand everything that you're saying to me. All I'm saying is, I know I, I know my music when I hear, and I think your boy Cal then took my music from me. Now, if you the the, the the stuff you got on, if you was mine, all that's mine. Ain't nobody tripping with y'all on what you do. I'm just trying to tell you. You said all that stuff is mine. What are you talking about? Those are my lyrics on there, Playboy. You don't write no lyrics for me. What are you crazy? No, I don't write. Like one of them Keebler Elf cats. You don't. Nobody touch my lyrics, B. You saying all that stuff is yours? I'm not. I ain't talking about the mu the lyrics. I'm talking about the music itself. That's what I'm talking about. The lyrics, I don't know nothing about. That might be you. But I'm just trying to let you know about the music that belonged to me. Hold up. Convert that mic that you got there. Might be me. Convert the mic. I ain't no mic. The music is mine. Let's get that out there now. The music on this song you got, If You Was Mine, that's my music. Brother, you ain't Bobby Womack. How can it be your music? The interpolation of the music was from Bobby Womack. Hey, brother, now I don't know if you the one that stole my music. I don't know if it was your boy, Cal, who called himself DJ Rexshaw, whoever he called himself. All I'm trying to let you know is this music belonged to me. All right, so what do you want? Do you want to meet me on the street somewhere and then you can handle it the way you want to handle it with me? You want to handle it that way? You ain't saying nothing to me, man. You, you ain't brother, saying... That's you ain't saying me, brother. That's you sound like one of them Keebler elves. You don't fear me. Did, did you just say something about my rectum? Hold up, B. You don't talk... You you don't talk about my... We go, We will meet if you keep talking about my... You don't bring my... Up on nothing. You know nothing, B. You ain't nothing. If you want to talk as men, then we sit down and we talk as men. Because I don't know what you're talking about. We, but if you're coming up there throwing my name in the middle of thievery, then I got a problem with that, B, and I'll handle it with you. I'm not no youngin'. I don't make records. I ain't gonna dish you on record. I'm gonna come see you so we can sit down eye to eye and we get down to what it is. I mean, all I'm saying is I got a problem with it, and the, and the bigger problem I got at this point now is for you to tell me, do I want to meet you on the street somewhere? And you know what? I ain't got no problem with that. You so know where, do you what, find, where do you want me to see you now? You know what your problem is, man? Your problem is is that you ain't get as successful as Heavy D. You didn't do what Biggie, what Biggie Smalls did. That's your problem, man. That's no, your I have no problem with that. Those are incredible artists who have done all kinds of beautiful things in music. I have done my thing in music. All of those things that you're trying to get me to go past the line of sensibility, that goes to youngins. And, now, like I said before, forget about that. What I said earlier stands, brother. When you want to see me, I don't so care where you want to meet at. How about that? I got a better idea for you? I'm doing a club date in Jacksonville, Florida, brother. That's you, too, you can that's, come my guest and come see me personally. The, and make sure you come with this vigor, though. Come with this vigor. Vigor? You you you're going to quit using these big words. What is no, you no, saying? No, brother, brother, this ain't no big word. You're going to use, but you're going to come there with this attitude. You ain't going to see no bodyguard there. You feel me? All I'm saying to you is the music belongs to me. That's what I'm saying to you, man. That's all I'm saying to you. And who your boy evidently done swiped my music, laid it under you, and you done put some tracks on top of it. That ain't right, dog. Brother, and let me tell you something. The guy is a guy of incredible integrity. You keep saying integrity. It's, integrity. The it's the truth, brother. It's the truth. I mean, I'm sorry, man. I mean... Clear that you're upset, and I'm sorry that you're upset. Look, can, but bring all of that. Forget all of that. Forget everything we're talking about right now. <laughs> I want you to know this. Can I tell you something else? You yelling again? Can I say something else to you? Can you say it calmly? I can. You can? Yes. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by Monica. You just got pranked by your boy named Chai. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh man, you guys are crazy. Man. Yo, you, you, this is a, you're serious. You can't be serious. I'm dead serious, baby. Wow, man. Wow, man, that's crazy, man. Shot, yo, all right, cool. So I, and now I gotta get everybody back. <laughs> Bring all that vigor. He was so nice. Very nice. Yes. Very, very nice. Big ups to Chub Rock out there. Yeah. Chub Rock. <laughs> he was on Let's your see. show, huh? Wasn't he? Wasn't he on your show, huh? Oh, was he on your Wesley. show, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, man. Chub is a legend. Mm-hmm. A true, true legend. He came okay. out and surprised the dancing hop. trucker. Yeah. I saw that, man. That truck's so melting. Big dancing. six, six, 300-pound trucker that just be dancing. He dances his ass off. <laughs> he was oh, yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He can That's really sad. dance. He can really dance. <laughs> I haven't seen him. Yeah. Oh, man, he's dancing for smiles. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, and he will put a smile on your face because uh, he can really dance. Yeah. That's what he dances for? He's not dancing for money? He dancing for smiles? No, just smiles, dog. Just be it's, standing on corners, just dancing. Just da- And he can get down, too. <laughs> just anywhere in America. Just be on a corner, dancing. Wow. All right, I got to check it out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the nephew is out there with that microphone in his hand, and it is happening November 12th and 13th, Jacksonville, Florida. The nephew is coming to town. Nephew, Tommy and friends, get your tickets. Tickets on sale right now. November the 20th, Saturday night, Dayton, Ohio. Never been there before, but I'm on my way now to Dayton, Ohio. You ain't seen me. I ain't seen you. But stupid shall rise again, and it's on the way. Yeah, like the South. Stupid shall rise again and come wow. and show out. That's what that I was stupid to do. right there. Yeah, that <laughs> was for you to say that. Great stupid to say that. <laughs> Wasn't it? Yeah. Stupid the shall South ain't rise. rose again. They lost that war. You know that, don't you? What are we in a Gone with the Wind movie? <laughs> <laughs> they got to, the South ain't rise again. <laughs> Done all that I can. Ah, stupid shall rise. <laughs> I don't know nothing wow. about burping, no babies. <laughs> wow, Tommy. I'm surprised Man. your uncle didn't say anything it's on rise. that. Rise. All right, uh, coming up, <laughs> strawberry letter next. Subject, I want that old thing back. All right? <laughs> we'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here. Mm-mm. Right now, you never know, it could be yours. All right, let's buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Subject, I want that old thing back. All right, dear Stephen Shirley, my wife and I have been married for 22 years. But for the past four years, we've lived apart. We talked about divorce, but we never did it. It's very weird, but we fell into a a pattern of co-parenting and just never filed for divorce. Every holiday, she invites me over so our family can be together. Every Christmas, I sleep in the guest room and wake up, cook breakfast, and then we watch our kids open presents. It's not until recently that I'm seeing my wife in a different light. We got married when we were 24, 
and I was still immature and selfish. Now that I'm older, I see my wife in a position of authority, leading a household without me, and it kills me inside. I want so badly to just apologize and go back home, but my pride gets in the way. I fear rejection, too, because the children told me she's dating. She's got her hair cut short, and she's still got her 24-year-old figure, and she dresses very nicely. I don't want her to forget about me and move on, so I made up reasons to see her without the children. I asked her to come to my office to discuss our oldest child's college tuition, and she came in smelling good and looking like a movie star. All eyes were on her, and for a second, I was proud to call her my wife. She quickly reminded me that we are estranged and I no longer have any privileges. The the day after, I went to our middle school's band competition and my wife's new boyfriend was with her. I sat far away from them because this cut like a knife. Recently, I got enough courage to tell her to call her to see if I if she'd be interested in patching things up. And she let me know she has moved on and we need to file for divorce for real this time. I cried, but she was cold as ice. I can't lose her. What do I do now? Well, it looks like you've already lost her and she's so much as told you that. And um, you don't say what caused the separation four years ago. Uh, you just talked about there was uh, talk about divorce, but never filed. And for four years, you both have been just dealing with this situation for the sake of the kids, so you say. Hmm, until now. You never mention, like I said, what causes separation, but I'm thinking you cheated because you say you have something to apologize for, but your pride won't let you. Now, all of a sudden, your wife is looking like a movie star. She's a boss, smelling good. She has her 24-year-old figure back. She's got her short haircut. You also said you were selfish and immature when you were married at 24. That's another reason I think you cheated. But now that you're older, you see your wife in a different light. Well, I mean, that's understandable because people do change and people do grow. And uh, your wife is um, aging like fine wine, apparently. Uh, It sounds like you're stuck and can't move forward because you say you're afraid of rejection and just too prideful to do what you need to do. Um, I I think it's because the kids told you your wife is dating, okay? Your wife is dating, so now you're getting all these feelings about you don't want to lose her. You feel like another man is taking your place, so of course that makes you want her more. You realize what you lost now. Uh, But unfortunately, your wife told you she's moved on. She wants to file for divorce. Sounds like you need to move on, too. I mean, you could give it another shot. No risk, no reward. But uh, sounds like she's made up her mind. Um, and, and and that's about the end of that. Steve? Well, dog, came to the right place. Hmm. The only thing about coming to me with a letter like this is being a man, I know exactly what he's really saying. Now, what you typed is all cute, and, but, bro, that ain't really, that ain't really what's happening. And we just gonna have to be honest with you, if you want uh, Uncle Steve's help. I don't know that I can because you've ignored something for a while. You've been married 22 years. 
But the last four, y'all been living apart. Y'all talked about divorce, but you never did. But every holiday, she invites you over so the family can be together. And every Christmas, you sleep in the guest room and wake up, cook breakfast, and watch your kids open presents. And then you say, not until recently that I started seeing my wife in a different light. We got married when we were 24. So you've been married 22 years. That means you're 46 now. And I'm still, and uh, you were 24, and I was still immature and selfish. Now that I'm older, I see my wife in a position of authority, leading a household without me, and it kills me inside. Oh, oh, okay. So now you realize, as a lot of men do, that family's everything. I got you, dog. I want so badly to just apologize and go back home. And here's the reason we have this whole letter. I want to so badly to apologize and go back home, but my pride gets in the way. <laughs> the Bible says pride cometh before fall. You will see the fall in this letter and you will understand it was caused by pride. When we come back, I will show you what he considers to be pride, and I'm going to tell you that it's something else. All right. All right, Steve, hang on to that thought. We'll have part two of your response at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, I want that old thing back. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. uh, Come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter, the subject I want that old thing back. Well, yeah, you do, dog. But you didn't appreciate it when it was new thing, and you didn't do it right when it was your thing. Now it's become an old thing. We have a situation. Now you want it back, right? Married 22 years, past four, they lived apart. They celebrate holidays together. She calls him over to the house. He sleeps in the guest room. On Christmas, she, they wake up and they watch the kids open up the presents together. And then all of that right there. And then he says, not until recently. I'm seeing my wife in a different light. We got married when we were 24. I was still immature and selfish. So now I'm older. He's 46 now, by the way, folks, because he's been married 22 years. He got married 24. Uh, I see my wife leading a household without me, and it kills me inside. Here's the reason we have this letter. I want so badly to just apologize and go back home, but my pride gets in the way. I said there's a scripture that said, pride cometh before fall. Now, the four years of not filing for divorce and this pride you have, you want so badly to go back and apologize, but you you just, your pride get in the way. Well, now the fall is occurring, sir. And exactly what is pride, everybody? What is this thing about men sometimes that prohibits us from doing what's the right thing and watching something occur, knowing what would fix it, but your pride gets in the way. Well, let me tell you what pride is. And then he says, I fear rejection too. Now he's trying to be honest, but this pride is a part of that. See, the reason he don't want to be rejected is could it be because he does the rejecting. And now he don't want the roles reversed. Mm You know, you do what you want to do, but then when it's time for you to do what you have to do, oh, my God, she may say no. <laughs> you call that pride? Okay, bro, I'll go with you. 
And then he says, I fear rejection, too, because the children told me she's been dating. She got a new haircut short, and she still got her 24-year-old figure, and she dresses very nicely. Okay, dog, you, when she got the new haircut, you ain't see this coming. <laughs> Let me tell you something, fellas. When you see your woman in the gym, when you see your woman with a new haircut, when you see your woman going on about her business, you better sit up and take notice. If she don't ask you how you like my hair, if she don't never mention to you why she working out, it ain't for you, player. Mm. It ain't for you. And I want so badly to go back home, but I, I don't want to apologize because my pride gets in the way. So now here's what happened. I don't want her to forget about me and move on, so I made up reasons to see her without the children. So you asked her to come down to the office and discuss your oldest child's children, uh, college tuition. She could show up, haircut short, smelling good, body banging like a 24-year-old coming to office. Everybody notices her. He proud to call her my wife. But then she told you, uh-uh, we are strange. You ain't got no privilege. Stop telling people I'm your wife. How did she say it, Steve? I love uh-uh, it. Uh-uh, 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 we are strange. You ain't got no privilege. Just stop telling people I'm your wife. Now you looking stupid down at your little office. See, this that pride, old dumbass pride. The finest woman in the world is your ex on the arms of another man. See, wow. they blew it, pimp. And now you're watching it. But, oh, we ain't got that yet. But we do right after this, though. The day after I, the day after I went to our middle child's band competition and my wife's new boyfriend was with her, I sat far away from them because this cut like a knife. Is this a song? I got enough courage <laughs> to call her to see it. Now, here we go. Now he got courage now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, see, a minute mm-hmm. ago, it was pride. Right. Pride is, is ignorance, man. And so now you got enough courage to call her to see if she'd be interested in patching things up. And just like she did when she came up to the office, let you know she do, you don't have no more privileges and stop calling you, me, your wife. She told you she had moved on and we need to file for divorce for real this time because the boyfriend was saying, well, if y'all ain't going to divorce, why don't y'all just get divorced? Because I want you. Hmm. I cried, but she was cold as ice. We're a little bit too late for the tears, dog. Yeah. Wait a minute, hold up. Excuse me. Didn't you say your pride got in the way? So what is you crying for? <laughs> <laughs> what happened see, to all that pride? See, what that's that? <laughs> I can't lose her. Shirley said it. You've already you can't lose her. <laughs> Did, who did you see at the band competition? <laughs> <laughs> you think he ain't said nothing about the haircut and the little banging body? Mm-hmm. What do I do now? Well, dog, I think you've done what you're going to do. You waited four years. You took too long. You thought she was just going to sit over there with her fine self and wasn't nobody else going to want her? Bro, mm. you may be too late, homie. All right, and you Steve. let your pride get in the way. We got to go. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And 
Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour from the talk, our girl Cheryl Underwood right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on, introduce our girl from the talk. Ladies, gentlemen, put your hands together. She's here with her all the way from CBS and the talk. Ladies and gentlemen, Cheryl Underwood. Thank you, Steve Harvey. Man, I'm so happy right now because, you know, things are going really, really good. But I got a question for you, Steve. I got a question for you. Yes. Okay. Question is, is it or was it more fun to be a comic back in the day than it is now? And the reason I'm asking this question is, back in the day, you know, we had tours. You know, first we started, we came up in the clubs, right? Uh, we could open for other people and stuff. Then we would go maybe to sitcoms, then movies, you know, but we didn't have social media the way they have. So would you rather start, and this question for Tommy Jr. too, would you want to be a comic now and start? Or do you no, back like it back that then. we started back in the day? Yeah. Because you can talk no. about anything back in the day. You know well, what I'm back, saying? Back then, and, the handcuffs were off and we were free to do what we were born to do. And that mm-hmm. is to make light of all subjects. The political climate has killed it. And we see it in terms of the backlash that Dave Chappelle is getting. The beauty of Dave Chappelle is he can't get no backlash. Mm-mm. He's not attached to your corporate sponsorship dollars. He's attached to subscription fees. And Netflix mm-hmm. don't Got give a damn. Back. How you feel? Yeah. They got yeah. Right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the more you, know, you talk I'm, about I'm, it, the more they want to watch, right? But I'm right? sick of this. This hurt my feeling thing. How many black jokes I didn't heard? We oh, tiptoeing right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, Trust you got me. That. I'm sorry, man. It's stuff that hurt black people feelings all the time. Where's right. the uproar? when they taking voting rights and, and all this here for Asian hate. Well, that's that, you know, it's uproar. Anybody mm-hmm. canceling mm-hmm. nothing? I, you know, it's just, a, it's amazing to me. I am i don't care, really. But back in the day, know, it seemed to be more fun. <laughs> right, y'all, but it seemed to be more fun to be a comic. Huh? Say Steve, it again? You and, you and Steve are even way before me and Junior, so y'all, yeah. y'all have it even more y'all fun. The joy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wait a minute, man. Yeah. You don't even understand. In 1985, mm-hmm. what was thought of then as a sexually transmitted disease, that was mm-hmm. my opening joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That joke today would cost me the career that I built. Yep. Cost you That's everything. great. That's great. Yep. Yeah. It is But changed. the whole audience hollering, laughing at it, though. I'm talking about knocking yeah. drinks Stomping. The table. Stomping, Steve. Dog. Stomping. <laughs> All right. All right, Cheryl, thank you so much. And um, that's a good question. What is Cheryl Scrabbers? That's a great question. I I enjoyed it. I did. All right. Coming up at the top of the hour, Junior is here with Sports Talk right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it is time for Junior and Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? Oh, Shirley. Uh, Have y'all heard about Herschel Walker? What has he done now? If you want, if you want to cancel somebody, here's somebody we can cancel. It's Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker, uh, he's a U.S. Senate hopeful, right? Herschel's trying to get to the Senate. 
He had to call off a Texas fundraiser Wednesday after the event organizer displayed a group of syringes arranged in the form of a swastika in his tw- in her Twitter profile picture to protest vaccine mandate. Okay, now this is who he was raising money with. Well, as you know, Herschel, and here's the response he gave, uh, his team gave. Herschel is a strong friend of the Israel and Jewish community and opposes hatred and bigotry of all forms. So I just don't know what Herschel is over here thinking. Like He, he may not even know that was a swastika. He probably didn't know. It was in the form of syringes, though. So What is that symbolism over there? What is that? <laughs> What is they saying? I don't know what, what that is. <laughs> Man, I was going to run anyway. I was going to run. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> so, Hut one, hook two, height. I was going to run. I don't even know, man. Now, also in other sports, dude. Hold on, hold on. Know, this- I was Husher Walker, and I has been running for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I ran for the Cowboys. I ran for the Vikings. I ran. <laughs> now, nah, I run nah. for Trump. Yes, <laughs> oh, man. But other sports dudes, man, this this John Groot thing is really shaking up the NFL right now. Uh, you know, uh, Damari Smith who is the president of the NFL Players Association, is asking that all the emails from the Washington football team that included Gruden's emails, all of them be released. Because they're trying to see if there's a direct correlation between that and black head coaches being hired in the NFL. You said that that type of culture. He was emailing somebody, and somebody was responding. So he ain't the only one. No. No, he's not the only one. I mean, it's, and it's crazy, man, because they had a press conference for the Las Vegas Raiders yesterday. Derek Carr said, you know what, if we're going to open up John Gruden emails, why don't we open up everybody's emails, all the coaches and all the GMs? Now, see, that, that's not that's taking it too far. That's not what this is about. Because, see, you know what, it's the fact that it's not that he wrote the email. It's the fact that it was about a black man, and y'all didn't even want to fire him then. It wasn't until he said everything else. Now we got to let him go. So now we got, a, we got a problem now. Is this how he really is? And who else is in the NFL like him? Well, here's, here's the situation. John Gruden is not an isolated case. This conversation is going on in country clubs, mm-hmm. in back mm-hmm. boardrooms. That's right, Steve. This conversation is going on all the time. I'm, 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 not, even, I'm not even remotely surprised at any of this. It's so many young people on social media. Oh, my God, I can't believe. I can. Mm-hmm. I just seen it. I know what's happening. That's why all this political correctness mess right here, y'all can take this, pack it up, and stick it in your okay. bars. I'm uh, concerned. No, really. Seriously? Because, no, seriously, I'm really? dead serious. No, they can take all of that and pack it up, and they because I know where this is coming from. You all don't understand. They trying to tell you about systemic racism. You act like mm-hmm. it don't exist. It's everywhere in this society. Mm-hmm. And the last administration made it just easy to come out in the forefront. Mm-hmm. I don't care nothing about this dude's emails. I don't give a damn what he typed because let me tell you something. There are millions of emails like this. And you know, if they ain't in the email, they in a conversation. Y'all mad because it's an email. They still talking about it. And they still doing it. And yeah. this is why you have the problems you have in this society. So I'm not, I'm not upset about John Gruden. Gruden, he, that's nothing. He a football coach, and that's <laughs> all. But okay. Steve, you this know. This conversation is in the White House. Yeah. 
Hmm. But a lot of people don't know that this kind of thing was going on. So I think it's good that it came out. I, it's fine that it come out, but I'm trying to figure out what, what's, where the shock keep coming from. <laughs> well, <laughs> Hell, y'all getting rid know. of Governor Cuomo. Y'all yeah. got rid of right. Bill O'Reilly. Y'all <laughs> got rid of Eric. Man, please. Coming up more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so Ray J's back in the news. He's been released from a Miami hospital. He's going to continue his recovery at home now. Ray J was admitted earlier this month, and his doctors discovered he had pneumonia, and it was assumed that he had COVID, too. He tested negative for COVID, but he was really scared at one point. He reported that he thought he was going to die. Hopefully, he will take it easy and take care of himself before he goes back to his busy schedule and his constant travel. Um, in this particular uh, statement, no word on whether, you know, he's going to file for divorce again now that he's home. Probably need to wait till you feel better. Though. Yeah, just wait. You know, <laughs> the up. Listen to me, people. Stop making sick-ass decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you're healthy to leave, dog. Yeah. Don't, sick people your make temperature other go down. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> you need Get all yourself that. back together. Get your appetite back. So you can taste and smell again. Yeah. Get up, Come walk on. around, go outside, see some trees for a minute before you start making an ass decision. <laughs> Just had a strawberry letter today about a man to let a fine woman go. That's right. Now he regrets it and wants her back. Take your time. And this is his third time filing for divorce. Hey, you have to hear one another. Stop listening to a person, waiting on them to get talk so you can say what else you got to say. Start hearing what the person is saying. That's right. There you go. Yeah. So I got to go. Coming up more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve, did you hear that 90-year-old actor William Shatner, we know him as Captain Kirk from Star Trek, officially became the oldest person in space? Finally went up there. Uh-huh. Anybody. <laughs> it made, you wouldn't it go was all uh, over the news. Dog, go where? Would you go space, up huh? in space for, And you experience know, I mean, weightlessness and all of that? Yeah, no. it's, it's oh, just for, what? it's not that long. Yeah, they only go went up, up in there space. for a few seconds. Like, like the whole trip huh? to fighting for minutes. equality on earth. I'm That's not finna right. go nowhere else <laughs> and see how we get treated up there. I don't know what the hell I would. I don't think go up there and it's nothing but black people. <laughs> see, that might be nice. <laughs> go up there and see a bunch of black people. Wow. Yeah. I already know that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> the space. Blue Origin. Ain't nobody going up in no damn space. <laughs> The Blue Origin successfully launched Shatner and three others to the edge of space yesterday. It was a 10-minute trip. Uh, It landed smoothly in the West Texas desert, and uh, Mr. Shatner said the experience was indescribable. He added, everybody in the world needs to do this. Everybody in the world needs to see this. I am so filled with emotion with what just happened. He got a little teary-eyed. He got a little choked up, you know, when he was talking about it when he came back. Mm -hmm. Um, well, he's been Captain 90 Kirk years for so old, long, though. Certainly. Yeah, I right. didn't realize he was ninety. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. sees. Well, be careful, Captain Shirley's got you. Your name in her mouth. <laughs> Would you any, stop? Any, any day now, 
We are moving on. In other news, Kim Kardashian is putting all of those reconciliation rumors to rest. Uh, her divorce from Kanye is still happening. It's still going to happen. And to prove it, she just bought out Kanye's half of their $60 million compound in the Hidden Hills area of Los Angeles. So, where do you guys see Kanye living right now? <laughs> Will uh, he move to see. another arena? Well, but you yeah. know, Shirley, it's yeah. kind of hard when you say to a listening audience that we have, Kanye loses one of his houses. When people sitting up in here got one house, mm-hmm. done, they don't really care when a celebrity loses one of <laughs> his houses. Not at all, especially they be going to go stay in the other one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Move around. <laughs> and what kind of divorce is this where she going to buy out half mm-hmm. of your man? Stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Cardi B is not homeless. Uh, to celebrate her 29th birthday and as a push gift, a thank you gift for the birth of their son, Cardi's husband, Offset, bought her a brand new home. She had a, a big birthday party. It was trending all over social media Monday night. And Offset showed a video of the home, which is secluded by palm trees and has a rooftop pool, all of that. The home is located in the DR in the Dominican Republic. And uh, just a sweet gesture, just a real sweet gesture, buying her a house. Wow. What that that cost, though? (laughs) I think it was like one and a half million, something like that. Coming up, it is our last break of the day. And, of course, we will have some closing remarks from the one and only, our fearless leader, Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Here we are, our last break of the day on this Thursday. It's been a good day. Thank you to Bobby Brown, who called earlier. Yeah, um, Bobby? Yeah. You know, something with different this time around. a very serious conversation very, about yeah, domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Bobby Christina Serenity House that opened in 2015 with him and his wife, Alicia, to yeah. uh, give a safe place and to open up the awareness of uh, domestic away. violence because he lost his daughter today. Yep, and for more information, you can go to bobbychristinaserenityhouse.org. Steve? I'm, I'm listening to the uproar of this John Gruden uh, controversy and his emails and the statements he made, he's made, the off-color remarks, the racist statements, the sexist remarks. And uh, I'm just listening to the uproar that the country is in and the surprise. And as a 64-year-old black man, can I tell you something? Take these surprise looks off your face. Stop acting like, oh my God, you're appalled by this. How could he? Do you know what's really going on in this world today? Do you really, really understand the hypocrisy that we deal with on a daily basis in this country? Do you understand the two-facedness of what really happens on a daily basis? You just happen to get your hands on some emails. Now you want the rest of them. You want to go back all these years. Y'all, do you know what people are saying about other people all the time? It's just now in this political correct uh, society we live in, in this cancel culture, if we find out you said it, here comes the reaction. Well, I can tell you for a fact, there should have been reactions. And you all think by canceling and killing a one man's career that that's going to solve it? Well, it ain't. 
It ain't. Because can I tell you something? You're going to have to get rid of everybody's job. You're going to have to get rid of politics. You're going to have to get rid of the Senate. You're going to have to get rid of the House. You're going to have to get rid of the police department. You're going to have to get rid of half the professors we got. You're going to have to get rid of a lot of the student body. You're going to have to stop people from being parents. You're going to have to close down so many organizations. Y'all not willing to do that. This is America. The greatest country on earth. The opportunities here are endless. But you do remember how this country was built. I was watching Joe Rogan's uh, a podcast he has or something he was talking about how America's the greatest nation and how America was the first nation that was born out of freedom and was one of the few nations that was born without a dictatorship ever in the history of the world. Most countries were a dictatorship until America came along with freedom. And I love Joe Rogan, Joe, uh, Joe Rogan's stand-up, but I wanted to scream at Joe Rogan and say, wait a minute, did you say this country was built on freedom? This country was built by slaves. America is what it is because of slavery. So, so much for democracy and so much for America being one of the first nations to ever, to ever come along without a dictatorship. That's a true statement until it was time to build the country. So you all, at 64 years old, excuse me why I not be uh, as shocked as everybody else, as surprised as John Gruden. Because the problem we have in our society today with news and stories like this is we no longer fact check. We know, and I'm not saying that what John Gruden's emails are not factual, so follow what I'm saying here. We no longer fact check like it used to be in a newspaper article. You had to fact check it before you printed it. We're in a different society now. Everybody just wants to be first with the story. And they don't give a damn if the story is true or not. They don't care who the story affects. They don't care the families that get hurt by it. They don't care nothing about your children. Just as long as they are the first one to release the story so they can get the eyeballs on their site. I knew this country was heading for this demise and this part of it. When CNN started having a blog, I said, "Uh uh-oh, we got a problem now. Because blogs used to just be for just gossip. But everybody got a blog now. CNN got a blog. Fox News got a blog. ABC got a blog. Everybody has a blog because you know what? They get eyeballs. And that's all they care about now. So all of this this sudden care about our country and how we look and appear, excuse me, when you pull the curtain back, this country don't care no more for nobody else than it's been caring for nobody else. And stop expecting this country to all of a sudden care about you. Oh, when them employees ran up in that Netflix office and found out that Netflix cared more about their money than your feelings, that didn't send a message to y'all. I was not surprised at all. I'm not. The reason Dave Chappelle is free, y'all, is because Dave Chappelle ain't tied to no sponsorship. And Dave Chappelle right now is one probably the greatest stand-up walking today because of his freedom. 
But y'all want to take that from him. Y'all don't want him to freely be able to say what y'all think. What's, huh. what's the matter? What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> y'all, I could talk about this forever. Y'all have a great day, man. Stop being surprised at the hypocrisy of this country because it's not going anywhere. Get in touch with your Heavenly Father and get your slice of peace and happiness and joy from God. Those are my closing remarks. Have a great day. As as all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 